I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. What's your question for Governor Herbert? Call 801-575-8255. This is Let Me Speak to the Governor. And thank you again for joining us. We have a call from Bob in Salt Lake City. Hi, Bob. What is your question for the governor today? Uh, Well, thank you for taking my call, Governor. And I I guess it starts with a statement, but then a question. I have developed either an attitude or a theory, whichever way you want (laughs) to put it, that it is never in the interest of government to represent its current constituency, that growth is... It's, it, it, that it's, it is in their interest to promote growth at any cost. And part of the reason for that is it's obviously easier to get taxes out of a new tax base than it is out of an old tax base. And, of course, everybody wants more. But at what level or at what point does a government entity, and by that do I mean at the you know, the city level, the county level, the state level, whatever it may be, does a does a government say, you know what, these are the limits of our resources. This is all we can stand. And particularly here in the Salt Lake Valley, not only do we have, you know, water issues and so on and so forth, we have air issues. At what point does a does an entity say, you know what, we're not going to license any more cars. We're not going to issue any more building permits. We're only going to take certain types of businesses. Is that ever a government position? Well, you're asking a very interesting uh, philosophical question because what you're in essence saying is quit having children and at least not have anything more than replication. And that's in an area that's, uh, you know, could be very emotional and people have, I'm sure, different points of view. We've had people in history uh, starting, uh, you know, 100 or 200 years ago that thought the world was going to die because of the growth and that the planet is not going to be able to support and believe that we are going to have wars and and, uh, depletion of population by the 1900s because of overpopulation. Um, And I guess it's hard to speculate on what the future is going to bring. My belief as far as the role of government is that, one, uh, it should be neutral on that, and uh, whoever's elected ought to reflect the will of the people. Let them decide. That's a representative form of government. That's how what we have today. And so whatever society thinks we should be doing in government, uh, they should, in fact, in, in, encourage that out of their elected officials. That being said, in Utah, because we are a fast-growing state, we do have a higher birth rate than the rest of the nation. We have a younger population, which means we're going to continue to grow and expand. We ought to anticipate that so that we, in fact, protect, if not even enhance, our quality of life. The growth that we see taking place here in Utah today is really a reflection of the successes that we're having as a state. People like the quality of life here. They like the people that they associate with. They like the fact that there are job opportunities. You can, in fact, move up the economic ladder, live the American dream, have upward mobility, 
Uh, I know that Bloomberg uh, did a research here of all the 50 states and found out that your chances of going from the lowest rung on the economic ladder to the highest rung are one in nine in Utah, the highest level of opportunity of any state in America today. Well, people like that. So I am expecting that uh, we're going to have growth here, and we ought to anticipate that growth and prepare for it because it's going to happen. That's just a practical aspect of what we're doing. I think we need to find more efficiencies. Uh, we certainly understand the challenges that come with growth, which is the really the one thing that kind of keeps me up at night. Uh, crowded classrooms, congestion on the roads, air quality, and environmental issues that you've mentioned. The good news is we're addressing all those. We are, in fact, making better uh, our transportation, our mass transit, our uh, front runners, our tracks, our bus rapid transit, all those things, better highways and byways. We've reduced our pollution here along the Wasatch Front by 35% over the past 10 years in spite of 800,000, or excuse me, 350,000, rather, people moving into the Wasatch Front. So, again, the pressures are there that are real. We're making adjustments to accommodate that growth pressure. And um, I think the same thing is true with uh, water. I, we've talked about water here a little earlier. Those are challenging philosophical issues. The only end result of that is saying how much. We're not going to license any more cars, give any more billing permits. I don't know that you'd, if you ran on that as a platform, as an elected official, that you'd get elected because I don't think that's where the public is. And government should reflect the will of the people. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Governor, one of our texters asking uh, or voicing a complaint, first of all, about the .05 alcohol limit, saying it's government overreach, and then asking when you are going to overturn <laughs> that legislation. Well, I guess .08 was a government overreach, too. It's a matter of we're just arguing where you draw the line. And, uh, again, this is not about not drinking. This is about safety. And if you're going to drink, don't drive. We have a number of uh, alcohol uh, uh, suppliers uh, that advertise their products, and yet uh, their tagline is, if you're going to drink, don't drive. And this is on national advertising. I mean, most people recognize that somehow you're impaired, if even just a little bit, with even one uh, drink. Uh, you wouldn't want to have somebody operate on you. Wouldn't somebody fly your airplane commercially if you drink and then fly? Well, again, that's something that's being recognized around the world as an issue. That being said, we do do not have in place a .05. We've talked about it. The implementation date is not till the end of 2018. That's 18 months from now. Um, I expect that we'll take a hard look at what the penalty should be. It is interesting that nobody seems to bring up the fact that Colorado already has a .05 limitation. They also have a .08, and the penalties are a little bit different on the .05 compared to the .08. I don't know why that's not being discussed because we have some that say, well, look at Colorado as if somehow they're a good example. Well, they've got a .05, uh, so I think there will be some maybe uh, discussion, some nuances about that. Um, our tourism and travel is up 11 or 12 percent. It doesn't seem to have harmed us from that standpoint, which we hear people. We know there's outside interest trying to, in fact, tell people don't come to Utah. That's uh, unfortunate because it hurts our, our industry more than the .05. It's, uh, but that being said, I expect that we'll have some additional discussion, certainly in the upcoming legislative session, to fine-tune this. People will have a chance to weigh in on it. And uh, I expect, as I mentioned the previous caller, we should kind of reflect the public's will and uh, see if we can't come up with some common sense here. But the .05 is all about safety, 
It's all about protecting the public on the, the motoring highways. If you're going to drink, just don't drive. That's the intent of the message. We have just a couple of minutes left. Let's try and squeeze Linda in here. Linda, what is your question for the governor? Good afternoon, Governor. When Hi, you Linda. first took office, you said that education was your first priority, mm-hmm. and you have the IGP grant. And um, there's a lot of people here in Ogden, Ogden City School District, that have put a lot of time and effort, and now that Trump has cut the budget, all of the IGP site coordinators were laid off due to funding. What is going to happen to the children that were participating in the after-school programs and the parents of these children that the site coordinators were helping to obtain a job and a better life. Well, let me just tell you that uh, uh, education funding is our number one, has been, and will continue to be our number one budget priority. And we've put in significant amounts of money that we can control here in the state in our coffers. We have, as you probably know, all income tax, for example, is earmarked for education and education only. It can't be used anywhere else. Part of our general fund money is also used to augment particularly higher education. That's going to continue to be our priorities. We've put over $1.3 billion over the last four years. Our goal is to put another billion dollars, $250 million plus per year, over the next four years. And we're on track to do that very thing. We are looking at tax reform right now to close loopholes, to enhance opportunities for a, a revenue stream that's optimal and fair. Uh, to and, and, the, and the legislature is agreeing to address that. I think you'll see that uh, be addressed in this upcoming legislative session, all with the goal of providing a larger revenue stream for education. And so it is a priority, and we're doing that. What we see coming out of Washington, D.C., that's probably something better addressed with with uh, uh, our congressional delegation. My understanding is that the Trump budget has not passed, so whatever his recommendations are, they may trash can it. They don't really do good budgeting in Washington. They have continuing resolutions. They don't even debate the line items. Uh, if they handle it like we do here in Utah, you'd probably get better prioritization and a balanced budget and have a AAA bond rating like we have here in Utah. That being said, education is, in fact, a top of mind for everybody, including the legislature. There's been an attitudinal change. Uh, we're increasing salaries for teachers, uh, and I think that's going to continue. I like the trend. I don't think we're at the promised land yet, but we're moving in the right direction. So thank you for your interest. All right, Governor, I'm afraid that's going to be the last word. That's it for Let Me Speak to the Governor. You've been listening on KSL News Radio.